0: And now, Dan Apples, Connecting the Dots.
1: If tomorrow
2: all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again. Connecting the Dots with Dan Happel. And today my very special guest is uh, a a gentleman who I think we will all recognize, major retired uh, Jeffrey Prather. And uh, Jeff, thank you for joining us today. I hope it's okay that I call you Jeff, but I saw you smiling as you were watching our show opener. And uh, we believe, we love this country. We believe in this country, and we believe in this country not because of the politicians that are trying their damnedest to destroy us, but because we believe in the very fiber and the essence of this country. Uh, Jeff, thank you and uh, for joining us, and welcome to the program.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. No, I was smiling because uh, they played that song every day when I was stationed in uh, Camp Hovey, uh, South Korea. Uh, every morning and as the two I was uh, in charge of the flag raising as well but really nice to hear it again especially with all the service members there.
2: Yeah well that's the uh, Air Force singing sergeants and I'm uh, supposed to go do an interview of uh, Lee Greenwood and uh, visit with him in Florida in January so I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that. I hope it works out that we can do it but uh, anyway thank you for joining us. I know that you uh, have some uh, background and knowledge in the intelligence field that an awful lot of people really, really need to see your uh, insight and your wisdom into what's going on right now. And that's what this next hour is going to be all about, is your insight into exactly what's happening in Israel, that's happening in uh uh certainly across the world but ukraine is a huge uh, factor in that as well there's so much going on right now and there are so many people trying to stir up an international uh, incident and in world war three and all i can say is boy it's time for cooler heads to prevail and to look for what's behind all this nonsense. And that's where you're that's why you're here because I know you can provide a lot of that very very insightful information. So welcome to the program.
1: Well, thanks. I'm no longer with the government and here to help.
2: Yeah. That's exactly right. That's the key. God, what a difference it makes when you can actually take off the muzzle and say what you need to say. And that, that's why I'm really looking forward to this interview. Well, let's, let's get started with uh, Israel, because I saw Mike Adams, you had a program uh, on Mike Adams, uh, the Health Rangers show. Incidentally, I do a program, uh, a uh, podcast on Variety on TV on Tuesdays as well. So I'm very familiar with the format. Uh, I have to say that was an intriguing interview, and I really, really enjoyed your insight. So please go ahead and uh, let's just get started with some of that insight into what's going on right now worldwide. But, uh, you know, what happened in uh Israel and some of the things that are so unexplainable. And of course, I think you saw my newsletter that uh went out before the podcast and announcing it. So you kind of know uh, where, where we're going to be heading with this. So I'm looking forward to a great insight on your part.
1: Well, uh, when October 7th happened and Yahoo uh, said this is our 9-11, uh, that immediately had me prick up uh, my ears because uh, I now know, we all know that the CIA, the FBI, Mossad, uh, Aman, uh, Shin Bet, the Saudis were all in on our 9-11. I'm not saying that planes didn't fly into buildings. I, they did. Um, uh, but the, the buildings could have been wired, too. I since learned about the Amer- the Israeli art students infiltrating and trying to breach DEA. And I was a DEA special agent for 19 years until I was fired one year from retirement for whistleblowing uh, on the um, DEA's deal with the similar cartel for the uh, drugs going north in exchange for the guns going south. Um But uh, when I looked into that, it was very clear to me uh, with the triple and quadruple security on that uh, border, the most secure border in the world that American taxpayers helped fund, the QRF, the quick reaction forces that are right there, the drills that happen daily. I spent over a decade on the the Nogales, Arizona, Nogales, Sonora border, so I know borders very well. I've done cross-border operations, over-border operations, tunnel-border operations, you name it. Uh, I've done it. Uh, And so when I looked into it, uh, I said uh, very clearly that any intelligence professional that believes that this was another intelligence failure is either a liar or a fool. Uh, And I had a show on um, American Media Periscope, which I've since quit because they censored me. uh, And I had General Flynn on and General Flynn and I speak at the same events. Mm -hmm. And I asked him. And he's actually walked the Israeli border and he confirmed my assessment. He actually went further and said that there was a seven hour stand down that has since then been proved that the Israeli government stood down, evacuated their post for seven hours so the Hamas terrorists could come across and slaughter Israeli citizens and take hostages for seven hours. The response time there is minutes Five to seven minutes is a long response time for that border. So um, so that is clearly the most important uh, intelligence assessment uh, that I have done this year, maybe this decade. Uh, and I did that show, um, uh, and then I uh, had on the new owner of American Media Periscope, Floyd Brown of Western Journal, and he disagreed with me. Uh, and said, fog of war. I'm like, well, that's not fog of war. Fog of war is when you're mistaken about something. Uh, and I said, well, he and he explained his point of view, which was a biblical point of view. So the next time I did a show and, sa- and said, well, he's clearly an American Christian Zionist, which is not an insult. It's simply explaining a mm-hmm. point of view that people have based upon Darby after the Civil War and the Schofield Bible putting mm-hmm. in special uh, references uh, first of all, I don't even like, I'm a chaplain. I have uh, Christchaplaincy.com. We use an Aramaic to English. I don't even like, and I don't know why, you know, Americans want a King James Bible. It's good enough for a king. It's good for, we, I thought we didn't want kings. Uh, but anyway, uh, so the Schofield Bible, you know, brought about this American Zionism. It's a long story. I did it very respectfully. I explained it all in great detail. Um, but, you know, then they censored my show. So I quit. And so I called up uh, Mike who's a friend of mine, and uh, he was very kind. He had me on Saturday, then he, uh, then I did um, uh, a special with uh, Sean on SGP uh, Monday. I did my show Tuesday. I did another special with Mike because I wanted to really get this word out because the tragedy of our 9-11, and of course, so many people died, uh, the folks in the planes, the folks in the buildings, uh, more than Pearl Harbor, than all of our troops, and our brave, you know, and I'm a veteran, and our brave 13, who stood their post unto death uh, while they identified the suicide bomber. Uh, they could have shot him. I probably would have shot him. They obeyed orders. Um, and uh, I've also had on uh, Sergeant Ms. McKella. He was the comm sergeant in, if you saw the movie, 12 Strong or read the book, uh, Horse Soldiers. He was one of the uh, original ODA, Operation Detachment 18, 595 guys who went in. Um, after uh, 9-11 and they won that war within weeks. It was done. We could have left. It was done. They overthrew the government. It's the most amazing thing in special operations uh, uh, history since World War II. Uh, But then uh, we went into this big loss of blood and treasure and now we're about to do the same thing over again with a bunch of um well-meaning but poorly informed and poorly biblically informed uh folks and i'm seeing sir, i'm seeing christian pastors going to just make hamas a parking lot just kill them all they've they've already killed twice the number and i think about four thousand uh kids um so that was uh something i'm really trying to um get out and get people awake to, but it's a, it's an uphill fight. So thanks for having me.
2: Well, I can assure you one thing, Jeff, you will not be censored here. (laughs) We, uh, we regularly get uh, uh, banned by YouTube and other places for saying the truth, telling the truth. And, you know, they, they actually, when Netanyahu referred to uh, the Israeli problem uh, now, as a uh, their 9-11 event, uh, I had to kind of, uh, well, let's put it this way. I I had to put it in context because uh, it probably was. Just like 9-11, our entire uh, Civil Defense uh, Air Force uh, crews were stood down during 9-11 and told not to respond to all the things that were happening. That was obviously intentional, just like the rest was. And um, just so you know, I'm a a very, very uh, one of the first and very strong member of architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. That's my background as a builder and uh, trained as an architect. And um, that is my background. And I can tell you there in the world, in the history of the world, there's never been three buildings that came down the way that they were described uh, from fire. That's never happened, and it hasn't happened since. So we've got a lot in common. I, lo- I love the fact that you're willing to talk about this. And I agree, it's a Schofield Bible. You go back and, and look at uh, how Zionism really replaced being uh, Jewish as a religion, and you go back to the Schofield Bible, and it's all right there.
1: Yeah, and no, it's funny because I've been accused lately really of being anti-Semitic, and I, I married a Jew. My whole my whole wife's no. family. I've I've run Pesach. You know, I've I've been to temple. I know all that. But again, I follow Torah, not Talmud. Talmud right. in rabbinic commentary is crap. It's garbage. It was crap in Yeshua's day. Yeshua even commented on it in, in Matthew twenty three. He goes. When they're in the seat of Moses, then you can listen to them, because all they can say in the seat of Moses is Torah. But the rest of the time, they're whitewashed tombs, they're vipers. Uh, Don't look at them, don't listen to them. Uh, So, you know, that is uh, very crucial to understand that even Torah, even Old for Christians who don't know, Old Testament uh, has been corrupted and covered up with Talmud. You know, and then you get to um the catholic uh, church which you know i was raised catholic i came out of a catholic orphanage i'm very grateful and blessed but you know there's problems with catholicism uh mm-hmm. and uh, then of course the king james bible supplants the geneva bible which was the first bible uh you know in english that's why the pilgrims came over here as we come to celebrate yeah. thanksgiving here is that they finally could read it and they're like whoa we got to get out of here this is not what they are doing um Uh, And so then Protestantism comes along and Calvinism and, you know, there's, there's just layers upon it. I mean, it's amazing that we get as good as we get. It's clearly Mm -hmm. God's word because uh, it's been so subverted uh, over and over. Um, But I guess I'm ranting. Mm -hmm.
2: No, not really. That's, that's a good point. Uh, I like the the fact that that's a, a, such a logical rant because there's so much behind what's going on in our world today. and, so many good people that have been convinced that killing people is a good thing, that we ought to do that, that vengeance is something that we ought to do. And I uh, failed to look at the fact that when we went into uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, as you said, we we won the whole battle in about two weeks uh, for Afghanistan. And then uh, George uh, W. Bush in the New America, the project for the New American Century decided that they needed to uh, create a new war in Iraq. And lo and behold, we lost nearly 900,000 total killed in Iraq and God knows how many maimed, and uh, at a cost of over $8 billion. And that's all documented, that's all verifiable, that's not conjecture.
1: Yeah, and right before the day before, the, there was the accounting in the Pentagon, and now the Now the Pentagon can't find six trillion Uh, and going back to the buildings. You know, I I think people get confused when they're like, uh, it it can be planes flying to buildings. It can be Israeli art students uh, uh, putting demolition in there. It can be directed energy weapons. Those are not exclusive paths. They can all overlap. And from my experience, a lot of these things do overlap, just like the bioweapon. And the drug and the directed energy weapons overlap with the neurological weapons. It's all overlapping. It's not one or the other necessarily. Um, that's kind of a, people look at it like movies or something. And it's not, it's not that easy and not that simple. Well, Jeff,
2: I, I don't mind
1: uh, telling you,
2: I'll say it on air. I sure hope you come back a lot because I we have an awful lot in common and uh My producer, Thumper, does uh, quite a few programs of his own. And I have to tell you, I'm sure he's going to want you to uh, come on with him a few times as well. This is uh, an amazing conversation. And incidentally, when I was a a student in architecture, uh, two of the buildings that we studied because of their inability to be taken down by aircraft were the Twin Towers. They were just being built when I was an architecture student and I took a structures class and we studied how literally uh, a bullet and bomb proof the Twin Towers were. And uh, they, they were designed to have multiple 707 hits and it wouldn't even phase them. And of course people are visual and they looked at what happened on 9-11 and they saw that huge fireball when the planes hit. And of course they would, because when the wings sheared off, all the fuel was in those wings. And when those wings sheared off, that fireball was virtually all of it was outside of the building. So it really didn't have that much impact on the buildings. And that's why the limited fires that were there had such an incredibly black smoke. It was because they were oxygen starved and they were very, very low temperature fires.
1: Yeah, that's fascinating to me, you know, uh, because I, I, as a as a soldier, you know, I remember Rick Roscola. Rick Roscola survived the Battle of Vietnam. He had been a British paratrooper. He became an American paratrooper, and then he was working uh, corporate security, as I have done uh, in the towers. He actually predicted an air attack. He got all his people out. Then they went back in. He died uh, saving others. You know, and and. Um, Todd Beamer, Jeremy Glick, martial artists like myself, you know, uh, were fighting on 93, which it looks like 93 was uh, targeted by uh, a missile because there's no debris there. But that doesn't mean they weren't fighting. People get confused. Mm -hmm. I think it's only one or the other. And there are, you know, it's not good guys and bad guys. It's good, good guys, good, bad guys, bad, good guys and bad, bad guys. And that changes (laughs) according to the week, you know, and you Mm got to understand that.
2: Yeah, that's 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 it. We we look at we tend to look at the little sound bites and little bits of information and and then just kind of go with it and pass off all the other information that's out there. And that lack of uh, true knowledge is probably the biggest single problem that Americans have. They listen to sound bites and they don't uh, listen to common sense. You're talking common sense and uh, thank God you're doing that.
1: Well, I I first saw it when I was uh, working with the Contras, um, with the seven special forces group. And then uh, I went over to DEA and saw the other side of that. And I saw how the Ali North uh, built uh, covert operation built the uh, Clinton cartel of death uh, as an an inadvertent, I think it was inadvertent. Uh, But then, you know, I saw uh, what happened uh, with the fast and furious gun. So Then I started seeing Ted Gunderson, so I finally started realizing, um, you know, what our government was uh, doing, and it it was a it was a real shock for me, you know, because I wanted to serve my country just like my dad did, you know, and I thought everybody was there to serve, and uh, but now I'm pretty alert to this stuff. So when I saw uh, October seventh, I was pretty quick. I think I was one of the first people to to break that story and get that out there and. And Mike was thankfully uh very supportive uh, of that but it's still covered up in fact when General Flynn shows up on uh, Gateway pundit run by Jim Hoft who is a friend of Floyd Brown doesn't really say uh anything about that uh, mm-hmm. uh of course generals and admirals and politicians are uh, you know they're kind of trying to be popular I'm I'm not uh I, you know I have some celebrity status now but I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about um, telling the truth and, and trying to alert people to what's happening.
2: Well, it's the only way we're going to save this country. And and that's just the long and the short of it. We are right now in in the, the verge of losing our entire country to uh, this Marxist globalist cabal. And uh, they have taken so much power. And now they don't even try to hide it. Now they almost flaunt it and that's why they do things that make so little sense and yet pull it off because the american people are willing to believe just about anything
1: they do you know a lot of people will uh think that uh pedo joe uh is stumbling and everything but one time i saw him walk backwards while talking to the cameraman and so there are doubles i don't go for clones but Nobility has used doubles down through history. His doubles been identified. Masks have been with the CIA for a long time. Uh, They're very good now. And so I think those um, where he falls down, those are distractions or what is called in the intelligence community dangles. So you look at that as opposed to look at what's really happening Um, and what's really happening. I say our republic has fallen. I say that all the time. It, it has fallen just like the Roman Republic has fallen. And I say the collapse is inevitable because I'm following history and scripture uh, both. Uh, but I think we can rescue it, but I think it's going to be a regional and local uh, rescue. Uh, and it's not gonna look like it did. Um, but I see a lot of parallels between Rome uh, and uh, America now, because Rome was a republic, Uh, Rome had great soldiers and great engineers. Uh, Then they turned into a dictatorship. And then the Praetorian Guard started running uh, Rome. And at one point, they even auctioned off the uh, emperorship. Uh, One emperor, Pertinax, tried to reform and get the the metal standard back up on Roman coins. And the Praetorian Guard killed him uh, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the Praetorian Guard in America today uh, is the FBI, DOJ who's running a counterinsurgency against the American people, and I think it's the CIA and the intelligence community uh, who are running all these operations overseas, Ukraine, Afghanistan, uh, uh, Israel, uh, and uh, together, uh, they are the ones collapsing uh, everything very purposefully.
2: Well, um, this is something that isn't new, but it's gotten so critical in the last uh, two and a half, three years under China Joe. Now, um, I'm, I'm not going to say that uh, Trump uh, did everything right. Quite contrary. I, he, did, he made a lot of screw ups. But uh, one of the things with Trump is that I do believe uh, to this day that he really did want to uh, keep America as a constitutional republic and keep it sovereign. And uh, we've had regime after regime that has done the exact opposite. We've got enough time to do this. I want your perspective on how that whole transition happened and over a period of time. That, that gives us, it be, well, <laughs> well, that's
1: really, yeah, so I, yeah, I, li- I like Trump. I liked Reagan. I came into the military under Reagan. I knew Secret Service guys who worked with Reagan, said he was a great guy. Um, you know, Reagan built up the military. Uh, I think Trump did a lot of good for us. And I really, uh, having been targeted by the government, I feel for him. I feel for General Flynn because I've been through it. It is not fun to go through, I'll tell you. Um, and, and they've been through more than I have. But what I think happened, um, I think, I do think I agree with you. I think he really believed in the systems. He said that, the institutions. But the institutions were already so corrupted. And because I was a special agent, um, I would infiltrate uh, a confidential informant into a drug gang. Or as an intelligence officer, I'd infiltrate an agent uh, into a terrorist group. And so I think what happened in America through an array of enemies from the nation state of China with their unrestricted warfare doctrine and Thousand Talents program uh, to the World Economic Forum sponsoring everybody from uh, Abbott. Uh, to uh, DeSantis, um, uh, that uh, Congress was just bought off by uh, everybody. Uh, And and, uh, when Trump came in, uh, his constellation of staff, if you remember, he kept firing and firing and firing people Mm -hmm. because Obama replaced one to 200 uh, flag officers, uh, admirals and generals. Um, He also replaced a whole lot of uh, seniors in the intelligence community and the federal law enforcement community. Uh, and so uh, Trump just kept trying to get rid of all these layers, but I don't think he ever really did it. Uh, and I think that um, he just couldn't get rid of the SESs, uh, special executive service guys that were running everything. Uh, and that's another thing with the, the AMP guys. They're, they're still, some of them are still Q guys and still some of them are still the military's in charge guys. And I'm saying very clearly, the military is not a singular entity. A a squad member reports to his squad leader. The squad leader reports to the platoon sergeant. The platoon sergeant reports to the platoon leader, which is a lieutenant. The platoon leader uh, reports to the company commander on up. Uh, And uh, the military is not uh, in charge. Uh, Contrary to these to Derek Johnson, who seems like a nice young kid and uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, Patel Patriot, uh, the devolution thing. I think there was an effort. In fact, I even outed uh, Ezra Cohen Watnick as the head of the Q team. I think the Q team was real, but I think that that has uh, been subsumed uh, and canceled. And if it is not, then President Trump is responsible for millions of deaths by the bioweapon. Um, and okay. on the and on that note, uh, I don't think people understand how neatly he was put into a trick box.
2: I because- agree.
1: When he when uh the COVID saw, and COVID, by the way, I do competitive intelligence in the biotech sector, uh, grin, genetics, robotics, information, nanotechnology. So I'm I'm very familiar with this stuff. When I looked, when I saw the fur and cleavage in COVID, it was clearly man-made, uh, without a doubt. Uh mm-hmm. and you know, lots of people have traced that lineage, but the real thing was the PSYOP, which is the prep for uh the bioweapon, and then it comes in um through an emergency act through DOD into HHS. Uh, And now, of course, they've just, the army's just reversed themselves. All those brave soldiers who didn't want to take it and Sam Sigloff and uh, Colonel Teresa Long and all those trying to resist that. um, Now they've reversed that because they've hollowed out the force, but the death uh, from that and the injuries are just astronomical Mm -hmm. Uh, and, the liability that trump has under the prep act which is not really true but saying hey you you can't sue him because of an emergency action uh if he then comes out now and admits and which he should i'm a christian Mm -hmm. i'm all for the process of redemption which is confess ask for forgiveness (laughs) receive forgiveness move forward that's how that's how we move forward uh uh, if he should still do that, but you know he's just so I think afraid of all the the cases that they keep hitting him with which are crap. The cases are are crap, and, I, and they tried to do the same thing to me. They threw stuff at me for um, years. I think I had five lawyers at one time, and I've never even charged. I've never been convicted, but I spent seventy five thousand dollars in fees. But they just throw stuff at you. But that I think that's re- he really has never come clean on that. That's a that's the biggest problem. With Trump, mm-hmm. I think is not uh, confessing warp speed as a covert program again to buy a weapon the American uh, people. Uh, and then recently, I really hammered on him for saying avengement of Hamas. Uh, revenge mm-hmm. is the Lord's. Uh, and you know, I'm I still on my bucket list have I want to shoot a terrorist in the eye. Probably not going to get to do it. Like to do it, you know, uh, was activated for the second Gulf War. But it's not about revenge you you take life sometimes to protect life um uh that is uh the doctrine of justification under lethal force which i've taught a million times but avengement is not ours Uh, revenge is the lord's and that was very disappointing to hear him say that uh as well
2: well i think you're right jeff and and i agree with you i think if uh If Trump were to admit that he was led in a very, very difficult wrong direction with Project Warp Speed and with his so-called medical staff, of course, uh, Fauci is a a complete con man and a loser. And uh, to, to go along with any of that, I think it would I think it would serve Trump in a very positive way if he were just to say, look, guys, I'm sorry, I did screw up. I shouldn't have done that. He'd win by such an incredible landslide over any other candidate because I think most Americans now uh, understand that he does want to do the right thing, but there's still a little bit of mistrust over the jab. And rightfully so. I I feel the same way.
1: No, I think it would make him even more. I mean, America, he may be, he may be the most popular president since George Washington, our first rock star. I don't know, but he's super. But it, but if he would do that, you know, even though it, he is responsible, but that's, you know, the more leadership you get, the more re- death you're responsible for. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think the way he's going, uh, it doesn't look good because um, he I think he's given into fear. I don't know. I can't give into fear. You okay. got to fear not, as Yeshua and the angels are always saying, because you, you start fearing and then you get overcome by fear and then and that becomes an obsession to control you. Again, that's what the seduction of evil is: is oppression to obsession to infection to infestation uh, to possession. It can happen on an individual. It can happen on a state, like in Nazi Germany, uh, and that's clearly what happened with COVID, um, which is why we got to come back to our our. Um, our morals, which is our judeo christic native uh, values of life and freedom, and uh, putting children first and 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 putting women first, because uh, mm-hmm. I... all is born of woman.
2: Yeah, I I um, I absolutely agree, and I think um, if if Trump has any knock that uh, both sides of the aisle have given him, it's a uh, a, a lack of humility. And I think to admit uh, that maybe he was wrong by listening to uh, bad advice and not having the discernment to figure out the difference, that would be an honest uh, uh, admission of uh, a man who understands that he isn't God. Uh, He is a man who is uh, living under God and has that power of discernment and sometimes make mistakes. And believe me, I think Americans are ready for that message because we we all recognize there's no such thing. There's only been one perfect man on earth in the last uh twenty one hundred years. And uh that man is not Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, yeah. Trump is not Jesus, you know, I'm not, I'm not part of the Trump Church of Trump and so many I mean, so many are. Some so many have made an idol of the nation of Israel, which is not the same thing with the state, the state of Israel, rather. In fact, my, my wife wrote it down: state of Israel is Midinat Israel, uh, because she speaks and writes Hebrew. The nation of Israel is Am Israel. Uh, and there's, you know, uh, but making an idol of Trump, making an idol of, of the uh of the political state of Israel, of Zionism, of all that, none that's not going to work out. You're right. That none of that works in mm-hmm. You're using the technical term of discernment, which is a gift of the fruit of the spirit, um, which comes through uh, the connection through Christ. Uh, And that is so important. Uh, But, you know, I think he was kind of new to that. Um, I know people who were in prayer groups up there for him. Uh, I don't think he was really familiar with a lot of that. I I think he changed sides. So I, you know, I'm pretty um, patient. Mm -hmm. You know, with him, I'm very sympathetic uh, for him, for Flynn, you know, people often say, you know, when I was interviewing General Flynn, they're like, uh, well, ask him about Kolmoyski. I'll ask him about Turkey, you know, his deal with Turkey. And, you know, before the show, I said, hey, do you want to talk about that? Because, you know, I've been through this 10 years before you. My wife, remember, my wife came up at the first uh, speaker's dinner at uh, Reawaken America and said, what you just went through with the FBI, my husband went through it a decade ago with the DA, so if you want to clear the air, he said he, he didn't want to talk about that. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to ambush you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, what he really did was confirm my intelligence assessment on October 7th and go even further. So what he did then was so significant. Um, and so it's really important uh, for what Trump does now uh, and unfortunately, you know, I'm not very impressed with with what he's doing now. Same thing with RFK, where RFK was being, was calling out Ukraine and the biolabs. And all of a sudden he jumped on the uh, avengement uh, train as well.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and we've got to recognize that uh, the, the people who are in charge of this thing, the deep state, they openly have stated in biodiversity treaties and everything else, that uh, they see it necessary to reduce the human population by uh, 93%, fewer than a billion people. Uh, They they see human life as infinitely renewable and infinitely dispensable. And uh, they want to get rid of as many people as they they particularly think uh, they have the right to do. And frankly, they don't have that right. Like you, uh, we do not have the right uh, to determine who lives and dies. We have uh, only God has that right. Only God can determine who lives and dies. And uh, we are here to make humanity stronger and better and safer and uh, more free and more uh, understanding and more humane that's what we're supposed to be doing
1: yeah yeah no i'm a product of rape and uh in a lot of states i could still be aborted uh not all of them but now all the states are going back to uh killing unborn babies uh and you know that's um it wasn't to tocqueville but it was quoted to as america is great because she's good uh but if she ceases to be good she'll cease to be great uh and we are there now um You know, with the military, which was the best part of America, um, I loved serving back in the day, you know, is a hollow force now. uh, And they don't understand the war that's going on, which is not a kinetic war. Um, The kinetic wars in Ukraine and Afghanistan uh, and Israel are really managed wars. Uh, They start them, they control them, uh, and then they peter them out. Uh, As opposed to the real wars, which are what I call fifth generation wars, uh, which are uh, wars that don't even look like wars. Nobody's in uniform. Uh, There's directed energy weapons. There's bioweapons. Although the kinetic piece is uh, the illegal military age fighting men uh, coming across and then going into gangs and clearing out the cities. Uh, like I think California is co- completely fallen at this point. It was it's what in SOCOM terms is called a feral state. That's controlled. Um, it's wild, uh, and that's why Xi came in. I think the conqueror Xi came in uh, to survey uh, his uh, victory, uh, and that's you know sad to say, but I think that's where we're at. Uh, I'm and but you know because I follow scripture we will win, but at at a terrible cost. But victory is always won at a terrible cost.
2: Well, that's true. And that's one of the lessons that we should have learned over the last uh, umpteen generations is that an easily won victory is not a victory worth having. The the toughest victories are the ones. And uh, certainly our own Revolutionary War was a perfect example of that, all the defeats and all the humiliations that happened before we finally triumphed. And as you said earlier, George Washington, the greatest leader that this country ever had, I think his relationship with his Lord and Savior is a reason that we had the victories that we had.
1: No, I mean, yeah, he asked for a chaplain, Congress got a chaplain, second day, you know, I have a chaplaincy, Christ chaplaincy, uh, he hit his knees. I mean, he. if you look at American, if you study American military history like I do, you cannot help but see divine providence all r- running th- through it because there are so many defeats that are turned into victory, uh, you know, at the last second, you know, midway where the Japanese, the last Japanese scout plane that leads a half an hour late. And then when they finally find the American fleet, the radio doesn't work. Um, you know, D-Day, mm-hmm. uh, the fog, li- the storm lifts just enough for them to come in. I mean it, it totally looks biblical to, to from my perspective but most people are siloed they only see things in boxes they don't come outside their boxes uh for anything and um but you know i i'm hopeful because the herd is being so called uh that what's going to be left of the herd is going to be uh formidable
2: mm-hmm. that's true good fighters for sure
1: well um uh jeff let's let's talk about.
2: Uh... What happened uh, during the uh, uh, Obama administration? I refer to the old Biden administration as well, because we know who's really uh, running the the White House. It's certainly not Biden. Uh, like you say, who knows how many how many doubles he has, and if there is even a real Joe Biden anymore. Yeah. But um, assuming. Uh, that, uh, you know, there is we know who's running the show and uh, we're we're seeing the results of literally a dozen years of uh, horrible leadership. Let's talk about that and what uh, happened in Ukraine, because I know you've got a a strong sense of that, just like I do. And, uh, you know, why are they doing such an incredible job of trying to make Russia a deadly foe of the United States, when in fact, I think that uh, Russia historically, and I believe that Putin would love to see the United States as an ally rather than an enemy.
1: Yeah, I, I call Putin and Russia an ally all the time, which is not the same thing as our good friend. The enemy of my enemy is my ally. But Russia was allied with us in World War II. Russia was allied with the North in the Civil War. For Obama, I think you have to go back and look uh, that he was probably recruited by the CIA, the deep state, uh, back in his college days with his uh, illegal Pakistan uh, roommate when he goes to Pakistan. I mean, how many college kids run off to Pakistan? Mm -hmm. Um, And then in 2005, where he goes with Luger into Ukraine and establishes the biolabs back then, and then comes out of nowhere. With no, what comes out of Chicago, you know, uh, you know, Al Capone, Chicago, Chi-Town, thats gangster town—and mm-hmm. uh, and comes out of nowhere, uh, and then just to st- starts to destroy uh, the government very methodically. Um, I, again, I think he's being coached as well uh, by the deep state uh, through all of that through, by the intelligence community um, to uh, the uh, the Affordable Care Act, uh, ISIS. Um, uh, war on cops, all of that comes uh, out of Obama, and it's all very carefully managed uh, via the deep state, uh, I believe. And then the real kicker is, how many ex-presidents have a tactical operations center blocks from the White House? Right. Uh, and he built that, and he's got guard towers, and and uh, so you know, there's probably a tunnel uh, running uh, under there for that uh, as well. So very clearly uh, he is uh, behind this. Behind him, I think, are um, the intelligence community. uh, What I call the deep state of the double government is the intelligence community. And they run what I call the dark economy, uh, which is uh, drugs, weapons, and people, in particular children uh, now, because they have diplomatic immunity, so they can. Uh, They have a a unique economy uh, internationally that they can run diplomatic pouches. They can run submarine tunnels, tunnels under buildings. Uh none of that is accessible to uh civilians. The the great engine of America has always been the middle class, the entrepreneur, a um, uh, middle class. Uh, but that's I think what this is all about. Uh, and Obama's uh certainly uh behind it. But people are waking up, uh, people are catching on, the people are know something is wrong. Um uh, and the and they're running out of puppets. Um, I, I I don't think Obama has the sheen that he had uh, when he was elected, uh, and I don't think that would work. So I don't think he can you know come back, uh, and I don't think uh, anybody has much uh, interest in uh, any of the uh, candidates except Trump. But again, I don't I don't anticipate that there's any going going to be any fair elections. I think that the voting machines have been uh, completely compromised. There's plenty of evidence uh, uh, on that. I have put that out. Lindell's put that out. Everybody's put that out. Um, But uh, Obama has to kind of remain behind the scenes uh, and therefore he has to continue to control the system. And this is where the problem is, is. they, they want to steal from the system. They want to destroy the system. Uh, for example, they wanted to destroy the greatest military the world's ever seen, the American warrior, and they have, uh, but now they don't have enough. So now they've reversed themselves on the bioweapon. They're offering $50,000 bonuses, but nobody wants to serve the Skittles flag. Nobody wants to be in there with trannies. Uh, and, you know, you want to, we serve because we want to serve with cool guys, you know, I, the I got to serve with awesome guys and, and gals too. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was just incredible. No, there's no interest in doing that anymore. So as they collapse the system, if they collapse the system too much, they lose control. It goes like Sri Lanka. And and that's where it will happen. It looks like it'll happen like it did with Rome.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. They, I think maybe they've overplayed their hand. And right now, we are at a, a, a stage in our nation's history where I am very, very concerned about uh, a very quick and very nasty collapse. And uh, very few people, I think, are ready for that. Uh, that could end up being a very, very difficult time for Americans. But um, let, let's uh, let's go back and look at uh, uh, Ukraine, if you would, because we, we've got so much invested now in Ukraine, and it's all political. Um, I don't know, it's probably been eight years ago. I had uh, Dr. Paul Craig Roberts called me uh, one day and he said, Dan, I want to come on your show because there is very direct evidence that uh, the DOD and Uh, DARPA are creating uh, biological weapons in labs in Ukraine that are directed uh, toward the Soviets and toward Slavic people in general. And I want to expose that. That was before Trump was even president. And we had that conversation on air because he wanted Americans to understand just exactly how awful that was. He said then and there that if we continue to do this, we are pulling uh, pulling the trigger to World War III if we continue to use this kind of insane logic in our foreign policy.
1: Yeah, he, he was totally uh, right, uh, because, again, uh, Putin originally uh, finally went in uh, uh, to the uh, eastern provinces for two reasons, demilitarization and denazification, which are NATO terms. He's, he's throwing NATO terms right back in their face. Um, And it was vectors. It was birds and it was insects. And now we have them being released in the United States as well with bioweapons that were going east uh, into uh, Russia. Uh, And so that's exactly what was happening. And again, this was really the CIA, which is really. So if you look at Facebook, Facebook is log life, log life the CIA. And behind that is probably DARPA and BARDA uh, and ARDA as well. You get deeper and deeper as you peel those onions. And the same thing uh, was happening uh, in Ukraine, but Ukraine is also really about the black soil, uh, the um, the uh, uh, pro- the products there, the wheat, uh, all of those areas. You got on the west, you got Monsanto uh, chopping that. up. Of course, Ukraine actually means borderland. It really was um, Russia, and you know, and interestingly enough, um, uh, the uh, rush in revelation is really means head, not Russia uh, Mm -hmm. as such, but uh, the Gog and Magogs were actually the Scythians, and Scythia was Ukraine. Uh, And Ukraine is often called uh, the new Israel uh, as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's all really tied in um, historically, uh, biblically, but really I think it was the deep state and the global cabal, which the easiest way, I think, to look at the global cabal is it's the international intelligence agencies uh, tying into each other, uh, whether it's the five eyes or the seven eyes. And then the front of that is the World Economic Forum, you know, Council of 300, uh, Committee of 13, all of that stuff. Um, but it's really to take all the resources there, uh, right. the black soil, the, the and, and then also uh, begin to modify that. Uh, and so that's really what I think Uh, Ukraine uh, is about. But the Ukraine war was totally managed by the CIA under Victoria Nuland, under State Department uh, shallow cover uh, there. And it was supposed to be the first digital state. Everything was supposed to be Mm -hmm. digital. So they've closed up the opposition party, they've arrested priests, they've closed churches, they've uh, tied people to uh, telephone poles and dropped their pants and painted their spray painted their faces uh, green, all of that. Uh, and we're it, it just galls me because we're now supporting Nazis uh, uh, and trannies uh, in Ukraine. Uh, and this is, I think the deep state in the global cabal, seeing how how well, how far they can push their agenda. and uh, and I think Ukraine was the biolab for this as the first digital country. But I think it's failed miserable, miserably mm-hmm. because, the fifth generation uh bio uh digital weapons uh didn't stand up well against the third generation uh tanks and and bullets of the of the russians um mm-hmm. and so i think re- ukraine has actually been a big failure and i think that's why they have shifted now uh to uh israel uh and i also think the race war uh, that they've tried to import from south africa into america has failed <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And so that's why they brought in a religious war, which is if you see B, uh, BLM tie into PLO, there is the link from the failed race war into the religious war. Um, so to me, it's very clear, but most people don't seem to understand it at all.
2: Jeff, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a whole bunch of my uh, former gifts with you, and I hope you will do the same, but. Uh, I'm telling you, I have so many of my guests that uh, are a perfect fit for what you're talking about. And one of them is Dr. Harry Bouyens. He was a, uh, he's a physicist. He worked in the South African weapons industry uh, under the apartheid government. And uh, he's been on my show any number of times because uh, he is alarmed. He wrote a book called Amabulu. And it's uh, it's called Amabulu, the uh, birth and death of the second America. And he was talking about the, the parallels between South Africa which was settled in 1653 in Cape Town with the same people that settled in Manhattan Island in New York, Dutch and uh, Huguenot uh, uh, people who settled in that area. Anyway, he, he, he's been on my show a number of times because he says, Dan, what you're seeing, uh, what happened to South Africa is now going to happen to the United States. You are going to be in a, war, a race war that you would have never dreamed 20 or 30 or 40 years ago. And boy, he's right on. He's been spot on right down the right down the line.
1: Yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to have them on. Please uh, send me the contacts. And you know, I want to say too that that you know, I'm not pro Hamas, and I and also I have uh, you know, my mom was born in Oklahoma in Comanche, Oklahoma Indian territories. I'm I've actually uh, apprenticed under an Apache elder. I'm very uh, appreciative, and I speak some Apache and and Dakota. I'm a pipe holder. The race war and genocide that was waged on the tribes, you know, Mm -hmm. I talk about that all the time, but it's not an either or a thing, you know, evil and bad then, it's evil and bad now. Uh, uh, And it's brought about uh, by almost always the same groups. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it it looks like it's always, it's almost always been bioweapons. Even going back to the to the blankets that were given the tribes here, but the biowe, you know, the anthrax that throws up at flight site ninety, supposedly it's flight 93's uh, crash site, uh, you know, all of that keeps. Uh, so now I'm looking for the uh, the bioweapon link in uh, in Gaza. Haven't found that one yet, though.
2: Yeah, actually, you're right. It uh, we, the deeper we look, the more we, we realize how little we know. And uh, that's the great thing about doing these podcasts is meeting people like you, uh, because every time I have a guest like you, I learn a great deal. And uh, that, you know, sometimes it comes from some really unusual directions, too. You never know what you're going to uh, what you're going to pick up, what little pearl is going to come from an interview with a guest like you.
1: Well, thanks, uh... Yeah, you know, a, a year or two ago, I was watching uh, a, a show on uh, Camarena and they actually had the cops who arrested and uh, uh, Kiki Camarena. And I was doing the first extradition of Miguel Cato brother of Rafael. Uh, and that's how I ended up being a whistleblower because they destroyed the case. And then I found out, oh, they, they had a deal with a similar cartel. And that came out. And then the other on about a trial. It's on record. Uh, so everything I said 15 years ago is true. But I was watching this documentary. It turns out that there was a CIA guy there when they were torturing and murdering our agent Kiki Cumber. And I stood up and I started crying. My wife was Mm -hmm. luckily right there because I was just stunned. I thought I'd seen, you know, I thought I'd seen how bad and corrupt our government was because I'd been through it, you know. Mm -hmm. But there was another level of, you know, corruption. Um, And I think it's really important, you know, that we get this stuff out now and people. Um, see how bad it's been, uh, but also that we can move through this.
3: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: But we have to—you can't cover it up. You've got to expose it all. Um, you know, I have even, you know, confessed on air when I've uh, sinned and missed the mark, and uh, uh, and you know, I, I thought people would leave, and they 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 email me like, "Wow, I'm never leaving you now." you know Mm -hmm. i'm like Mm -hmm. oh that's how this works okay uh but uh the levels of it are just incredible and i finally realized that at a lot of these agencies at the upper levels you'd think they got to do some drug law enforcement or they got to do some intelligence and no they spend all their time just (laughs) conspiring and cheating they don't Mm -hmm. do anything you know Mm -hmm. uh it's 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 kind of crazy to to see uh finally um but I saw this happen with DEA when I left active duty uh, in '90 and graduated from the FBI Academy, by the way. And then, and then uh, by the 2000s, uh, you know, it really the DEA really wasn't doing real drug law enforcement. It was all kind of the beginning of of cover-ups and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and now it's almost all. I, I think the U.S. Marshals Service, the first. Uh, federal law enforcement and the last to be corrupted is down like fifty to sixty percent. I know some of those guys, uh, and it's it, so it really is all up to us now. There, there's nothing the government doesn't do anything except target us. Um, okay. it, it's it's terrible.
2: Well, and that's the key, Jeff. That's the key. We have the numbers on our side. We may not be holding the most powerful positions in the government. But we do have the numbers on our side. And one of the things that we all learned about bullies is the second you challenge them and slap them back in the face, uh, they, will, uh, uh, they will cower and they'll head for the door. And, and so we need to realize that as the American people, we have a tremendous uh, asset and a tremendous force in our favor. And that's the truth.
1: No, it is, and I say all the time that we are in a uh, fourth-generation legal, moral, ethical, and nonviolent resistance movement against our own government in our own country, Uh, and if you look at fourth-generation resistance movements like the Revolutionary War, um, like Vietnam, like Somalia, uh, those almost always win. Now, they take decades uh, and sometimes centuries. Uh, For example, it took um, 300 years for the Roman Empire uh, to fall. That becomes very key. So, you know, even in Obama, when I was giving speeches, I was like, when, when's the military going to uh, coup? And I'm like, the military is not going to coup. George Washington would turn over on his grave. We're not going to do that. And like, mm-hmm. well, what happens if he declares martial law? And I'm like, well, so what? How, name me the operation, the tactical operation that Obama has done that has worked. Because he, right. he talked to Jarrett and a bunch of other uh, ladies. He doesn't talk to any... Um, tops or or, uh, tactical guys. So Mm -hmm. can they hold the ground is the really the key thing. And the answer is no, they cannot. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's why they keep putting fences up around uh, the Capitol and stuff. They're fencing themselves in. There's not many of them there uh, at all. Mm -hmm. And they're losing ground. The terrain is really human and and, uh, we hold the terrain and we're gaining more and more terrain daily.
2: Well, I'm glad you said that because I made that very statement uh, after they put those fences up after January 6th that the fences were there to uh, protect them, uh, right. not to uh, uh, do anything that would uh, protect the American people. And the reason they did it, and it's so obvious January 6th was a complete farce, a complete setup. And uh, if we don't believe that, all we've got to do is go back and look at Antifa and BLM in the summer of love uh, that ended up destroying uh, most of the major inner cities in the United States or certainly affected them and, uh, and caused all that ruin and all that havoc at a cost of billions of dollars and hundreds of lives. And uh, they didn't call that an insurrection. They called that a summer of love. And uh, they called January 6th an insurrection. And there was not one firearm confiscated that was uh, that belonged to any of the January 6th participants uh, other than the police.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm friends with uh, Ed Morales, who's the uh, hero of the Miami FBI gunfight. If you're a gun guy, everybody knows the Miami gunfight. Uh, He did undercover for me and we we served together uh, in law enforcement. You know, he was FBI's DEA. And then we served together in intelligence. uh, And I've I've talked to him since then. He goes, I wouldn't even talk to the FBI uh, today uh, because they are totally a counterinsurgency force because the the Dems now support big government uh, and the DOJ and the FBI are the counterinsurgency force. They are clearly all they do is election interference all the time, every day, 24, 7 uh, and they are clearly doing it to control themselves and make sure they are not uh, eliminated. Eliminated. Mm-hmm. And um, but I'm I'm I am um, hopeful because you know 15 years ago I was saying, hey, Eric Holder's lying, the DOJ's lying, the DA's lying. They're changing reports, and everybody's kind of looking at me like, what do you mean? And now like they're like, of course they lie and they change reports. That's what they do all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's obvious, and there's more whistleblowers now. Garrett O'Boyle, Army vet uh, like myself and FBI agent, said uh, the FBI uh, is not a law enforcement organization. It's an intelligence organization with law enforcement function, and, th- and that is totally true. That's exactly mm-hmm. what they are. And he said they'll crush you, and they'll crush your family if you stand up against them, and that is true too, but I'm proof now uh, because they threw everything at me and now I'm more popular than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Flynn same thing and and Trump same thing and and of course Yeshua shows us this. the protocol is established in the passion uh where uh, the Romans think okay, we've we've wrapped this up. it's just another crucifixion uh except it, except nothing's mm-hmm. over. That's what uh, I, yeah that's how my show starts it, it didn't end. you know <laughs> nothing is ended. Uh, That's in my take and opening.
2: (laughs) Well, and that's the key to this. We've got to understand our uh, power. And of course, our biggest power is in uh, our Lord and Savior. And in the fact that uh, we are standing up for good against evil. And uh, anytime we do that, I think we have unlimited power at our disposal. And we should never fear standing up for what we know is right
1: no no very true very true
2: well i I know you were planning on dropping off I, i'm waiting for a second guest to show up um he's, he's supposed to be calling in from the guatemala jungle in uh, central <laughs> america and i'm hoping we'll get him here but uh, uh thumper uh i i know that you would uh you've been watching i know that you would love to have jeffrey on at some time on one of your podcasts i i want you to get a chance to uh meet and say a few words
0: well first off uh thank you for your uh, service uh 14 years united states navy uh, here and uh uh it's been an absolute pleasure listening to you've uh been able to uh uh clarify a lot of this uh a lot of the confusion that uh, people have over what's happening in uh, Israel and Gaza. And I, I appreciate your, uh, your comments on that. Uh, we did have one viewer, though, uh, that uh, uh, texted me during the, uh, or sent me a uh, little message in the chat here uh, on our platform. And uh, her comment was, Bricks admitted she intentionally misled POTUS-45, uh, and POTUS-45 admitted he was misled. Uh now would you uh would would, would that uh cross over to what you were saying about you know uh what uh, uh president trump was saying about the uh the um uh the vax and the uh 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 hyper speed or warp speed yeah
2: warp speed yeah
0: how how would well, you well
1: hey sailor uh and I just had michael Yon on my show on friday uh so I don't know where he's at <laughs> but uh but uh uh I don't I, I don't think it does because I don't think he has come out and said specifically uh that it was he was misled on warp speed. If he has, I haven't seen it. I actually I actually, I actually
0: yeah. remember him saying that. He actually really? did uh, a comment after Bricks came out and and in I think it was testimony or something, uh where she said that she was actually she had misled him. And uh and and, and I believe there is something out there. Uh have to go looking for it but uh he admitted that he was misled as well um and i think that i i well that's good that, uh, that's
1: great i i hope yeah. i hope he i i will look for that i haven't seen that myself i don't think he has publicized that um just like you know flynn after he confirmed my assessment did not continue to publicize that i've continued to publish uh publicize that because mm-hmm. uh to me you know, the October 7th uh, setup is the most important thing. I would think that that would be the most important thing too. But I, but if that's true, that's, that's really good. I did um, after um, uh, Trump was uh, still his election was stolen. It's very clear that it was stolen oh. from him. Uh, I did a, a hot wash. And, you know, you're a vet, you know what a hot wash is. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the problem was that he continued to uh, have faith in institutions that had already been infiltrated through espionage uh, and interdicted through sabotage. Uh, uh, and so I, that's where the uh, the queue and the devolution and the coop, the continuity of operation guys come in. Uh, and I think those were efforts, but I don't think those efforts were um, successful. Uh, And there are still people saying that they're waiting for these efforts to happen Mm -hmm. uh, in any day now. And, um, you know, (laughs) what are you waiting for? They they were saying this was all going to come out at trial, um, which I guess they haven't been to a lot of trials. I have. I've sat up at the front table with uh, the United States attorneys when I've put drug uh, dopers in in, uh, federal prison for 30 years. Uh, and the ju- just like you see the judge is very much controlling uh, those uh trials now does that expose the judge as a homosexual with his naked photos and the uh, sheriff who who uh, photographs him and f- fingerprints him in a, in his little homo- homosexual porn movie Yeah, but that's outside the trial mm-hmm. um because the, the whole thing is uh, once you get inside the courtroom you don't get to control it anymore and clearly in New York, He's not on uh, friendly territory. Uh, so for them then to say that all this stuff is going to come out uh, uh, the the basic uh, rule of a uh, of a, do you want to win or do you want to fight or do you want to win? If you want to win, you always fight on your terms and on on your field mm-hmm. uh, and when you're ready. Uh, and th- that's not what is happening uh, here at all. Uh, it's not that those things will succeed. They're they're ridiculous cases. Uh, but they're not meant to succeed. Uh, they're meant to sabotage processes uh, right up through uh, election uh, and just continue to um, generate some news traffic for the failing news networks, Fox and CNN, as well, because when they put Trump on, people used to watch. I don't think they do that anymore. Uh, but um, but if that is the case, if he did admit that, that's great. I'm yeah. I'm glad to hear.
0: I I well, my 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 thoughts on the matter is is that the more of this and the, and the and the it's absolutely yeah. I, you've seen the movie Spaceballs, you know, where they go to ludicrous speed. Uh <laughs> I think that we've reached that uh, in our in our courtrooms in our media, and it's becoming fairly obvious. You know, I have friends who. uh just uh, leave me out of it. Leave me out. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. And they're actually starting to say, oh, boy. And they're they're bringing up the points. And I think a lot of this is intended to be so absolutely ridiculous that uh, people start to become aware of just how deep. And I mean, this rabbit hole is deep. And it's got a lot of, uh, you know, uh, offshoots. Yeah, I, people can't imagine just how Amazing. And you said it. Uh, mm-hmm. The more you were around you, the more you saw the corruption. Um, I've seen things all my life. That uh, you know, I have. Uh, uh, just I, I made data points out of them. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, you know, out of high school, I worked up in Alaska on the Trans-Alaska Pipeline. Uh, after that, I worked uh, construction out in Hawaii, and then I joined the Navy, spent 14 years in the United States Navy. After that, I came back and joined my dad in an insurance business. I bought the insurance business and ran it for almost uh, 25 years, uh, sold it recently. Uh, I've seen a lot of things, and I've traveled a lot of places, much like you, sir. There, there's just so much here. It's so complex, as you know with the, what's going on in, uh, in, in the Gaza and and Israel it's uh it, it is so complex and and most people don't even want to have anything to do with it but if we're going to clean up and hopefully do what we would like to see done we'd like to get our country back we'd like to be under the rule of law our constitution founding fathers and the founding documents um there there's only one way you got to have a clean sweep we got to get rid of all yeah. of them we got to draw them out
1: did, did you see that uh, congressman in Florida last week uh, uh, in IDF uniform uh, in Congress uh, being interviewed? I mean, now they, they, almost all of them have dual citizenship. Oh, and that's Zionism. And that just really turned my stomach. Um, and nobody even said anything about it. We, um, we've
0: about highlighted it. the number of people in Congress that have dual citizenship. And, uh, you know, if you were to closely read the Constitution, that's uh, totally un- inappropriate they're not Mm -hmm. supposed to be there you have one allegiance and that is to this country
2: well and you can't swear that oath of oath of office if you do have that uh conflict of interest exactly and of course uh we know that most of them that are taking that oath they don't mean a a, a one iota of that oath and they it does bother them a bit to lie through their teeth about it Mm -hmm. um jeff i uh I know you weren't planning on being on with us any longer, and I appreciate uh, uh, the fact that you stayed with us. We did show your website and uh, Thumper, can we put uh, that website back up and uh, that way we can show, uh, you know, exactly what that was, uh, uh, what his website is and do a little advertising.
1: Oh, yeah. You you should play Taken there. Watch Taken. It's jeffreyprather.com, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, P-R-A-T-H-E-R.com. Watch that great Taken video. Uh, My shows are Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern, and then my Brighton show is 10 um, a.m. Eastern uh, on Fridays as well. And if you want to see the research for everything I'm talking about, uh, my intelligence, which is analyzed information and my evidence, which is fact-based truth admissible in a court of law is at patreon.com slash Jeffrey Prather, uh, at the five 15 and $25, uh, level, mm-hmm. uh, daily training videos at the $25 level, uh, at the $5 level created new stories and lots of resources, uh, to build the resistance is there. It's a, it's a real nice, uh, site.
2: It is. that's a good sight i've uh, i I explored it uh, uh yesterday and the day before because uh I wanted to be ready to do the interview uh jeff i' you know you're you're a, a a pleasure to know you're a pleasure to listen to uh we have quite a few really uh exceptional military people that do join us on air in fact i had uh I don't know if you've had a chance to interview him, but uh, Brad Miller was our guest uh, last week. Uh, He's the lieutenant colonel that uh, uh, was uh, basically forced to resign uh, his commission. Uh, He was a 101st Airborne uh, Battalion Commander at uh, Fort Campbell, and he was forced to resign because he refused to take the jab and uh he's he's extremely awakened as well you he would be a great interview uh on your show and he's a 9-11 truther too <laughs> i love it but he's a
1: 9-11 truther no please send me all those contacts i'd love to have him on yeah i have not interviewed him i've uh i've had sam sigaloff with the only uh, army doctor at fort huachuca uh who actually wrote exemptions um you know, and I've had a lot of the docs on, but uh, um, I've had on, um, <clears throat> I can't think of the name, the attorney for uh, Austin, uh, for the uh, Navy Ensign, the former SEAL. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, and again, they've now reversed it uh, and they're begging people to come back. And of course, they're not going to come back now. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not going to serve for the skills flag uh and so this is the collapse, uh, that they are not going to be able to uh maintain their control. And that's that's really the important thing to understand about um it's not really unconventional warfare, it's a resistance movement. Uh, but uh the oppressive government, the tyrant government becomes more and more oppressive. And so it keeps pushing down. And meanwhile, the resistance keeps building up, and then there's a tipping point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the tipping point happens um Pretty, pretty quickly. If they do, and I'm sure they will, uh, some kind of false flag, uh, some kind of major event, uh, I don't assess that they'll do a major one because if they do a major one, or, or if there is real war here domestically, then nobody knows how that turns out. Then they lose control. They always want managed wars over here where people die far away and uh, they stay uh, safe here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, remember what happened to Sri Lanka uh, you know, the, the, the government collapsed and they're in they're swimming in the in the palace uh, the palace uh, swimming pool. Uh if they do too much here, they'll lose control. And a lot of the illegals, I can tell you from work in Central and South America extensively, uh those are for the most part hardworking, um, religious, family-oriented folks. Uh they're not gonna go for for all of this uh uh transhumanism, uh, and, uh, trannyism. Uh, and so we will build even more allies, uh, here, uh, as well, uh, cause they haven't thought this through. Uh, they think they're smart. They're not smart. They're, no, they're neither giants nor geniuses. They're just failures with father wounds, as I like to say.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Um, well, with that said, I I don't know. You're welcome to stay on with us for a while if you wish, but uh, I I know that you uh, may may not have planned to do that. But I I love the conversation because you're talking about things that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And um, you know, when you were talking about Ukraine. Uh, do you, do you want to get into the Cossarian mafia? <laughs>
1: Well, I I would love to, but I got to get going. I got to get back to my my family. It's uh, Sunday, but yeah. I I don't go with Casarianism. I go with Frankism, uh, and Sabbateism. Uh, but the Casarian thing is not, as far as I'm concerned, historically accurate. But the Sabbateism, uh, Zevi Sabbatea, who says he's the Messiah, and dies anyway. And then Frankism, which goes to uh, complete um, uh, immorality. Uh, is really how we get Epstein Island and all of that. But Kasarianism, I don't think is a, a, a valid construct, but but thank you so much for having me and I'm happy to come back in the future. Well,
2: I look forward to it and uh, it's great uh, getting to know you. And I will, uh, I will stay in touch with you because I'm gonna send uh, quite a few names your way and hopefully you can send a few my way and uh, we'll share some of this wealth of information that's out there, because I agree with you. We are living in very, very dangerous times right now, and the thing that makes it the most dangerous is if we don't stand up and speak the truth when we know the truth. Uh, The key is here we can win this battle easily. And I, I honestly, I think we uh, reached the tipping point about a year and a half ago. I felt that. And I, I felt it having done uh, these podcasts and radio for a lot of years. And I could I could sense uh, a sea change in attitude in the American people. And I think we're there. And I think we're winning this battle. And I also think that's why the other side is so desperate. Uh, to try to do everything they can to uh keep us from winning this battle. But we're doing it, Jeff, by uh, people like you uh that are making that happen. So thank you again for being our guest. Thanks for having me. Okay. Great. Thank you. Uh Thumper, I I I uh we might as well pull up uh Michael Yon's uh website. I uh, I'm hoping that we'll get him to join us. I uh I uh, sent another message to uh, uh, try to connect with us. I don't have his direct phone line, but I do have a website that uh, I've been able to contact him through. And uh, let's see if we can at least pull up. I think you'll recognize uh, Michael Yon from his uh, pictures and uh, information on his website.
0: There you go, Dan.
2: Yeah, that's it. Um, he's been, he's been a combat uh, correspondent and author and uh, photographer for 40 years. And, uh, he got his training as a, uh, uh special forces, uh, army, I believe army, uh, green beret. And, uh, he decided after he got out of the service that, uh, he was going to use that, that ability that he gained uh, through special forces to uh, really survey what was going on around the world and do special reports and write books about it. And he's done that. Uh, he, he does an incredible amount of work on uh, special reports. And the reason I wanted to get him on is because he's right now in Central America. He's been down there now for about six months uh, exploring all the different terrorist groups and um, the different uh, uh, groups that are um, uh, moving illegal immigration across our southern border and what they're all about. And I think that includes uh, you know, things like uh, Venezuela, uh... different middle eastern countries as well as communist china and i i wanted to have that perspective uh... on with us
0: All right, that should do it here we
1: go at thermopylae it began it didn't end with the slaughter at sand creek it began it didn't end with the fall of the alamo it began it didn't end at ford's theater it began It didn't end at Pearl Harbor, it began. It didn't end at the Lorraine Hotel, it began. It didn't end on 9-11, it began. And here and now, you arrogant and ignorant, evil and foolish, traitors and enemies, foreign and domestic, nothing is ended. You have awakened the American giant and filled us with terrible resolve. Your masks won't silence us. Your shutdowns won't stop us. Your riots don't scare us. You're not as disciplined as the British. You're not as organized as the Nazis. You're not as fierce as the Imperial Japanese. You're not as brutal as ISIS. We beat them all. Freedom is never given. It is earned, it is won, it is fought for, it is taken, so take it.
0: that's pretty good. I like yeah, it. Um, a short little uh, piece there, but uh, yeah, yeah
2: short, short little piece. Well, I, I wanted to uh, do what I can to uh, promote Jeffrey, although I think he's got uh, quite a, uh, quite a large platform of viewers. So, uh, but the more we help each other, the more we uh, help this country too. And that's a big deal. Now I just sent you a, a video that uh, on directed energy weapons. And it was uh uh, an interview um, of, um, on YouTube, and I'd like to uh, see if maybe we can spot that up. This is pretty yeah. interesting because it, uh, it, it uh, showed just exactly how uh, far advanced some of the SpaceX stuff uh, is right now, and uh, uh, Elon Musk, some of the technology that he has created as a private contractor and how advanced it is, uh, some would say much advanced to our own military. I doubt that, but
0: uh, well and you know they just just launched a uh, a SpaceX vehicle here and this is the last day or so. Yeah,
3: they did and that's uh, what this and, video is about.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. okay,
3: very cool. UFO in spite of the. US government. The businessman has spent several years and hundreds of millions of dollars for the best SpaceX engineers to create a new generation of aircraft. It's capable of reaching a hypersonic speed of 4,600 miles per hour with minimal fuel consumption thanks to a unique engine that was previously used only in space shuttles. The aircraft is armed with one of the strongest microwave systems that can affect both equipment and people. The fighter has an advanced camouflage that hides it from radar and sight so much that it can easily be confused with the cloud, and it also has one very interesting feature that you'll learn about later. Of course, such a grand project could not go unnoticed by the government. The fact is that Elon Musk did not disclose details about his new program and carefully concealed it. After a while, the Pentagon spotted an unexplained object in the sky and immediately sent its fighters to intercept it. The news covered this event as a UFO interception, but in fact it was Elon Musk's new aircraft which can outperform any U.S. fighter jet. You
1: walk around the airplane, everywhere you look, uh, what you see is uh, something that's designed
2: to do the job in the most efficient and effective way. And no wasted
3: space, no wasted uh, capability. Uh, it's truly an airplane. that As soon as the government found out about the billionaire's audacious prank, a cold war broke out between them. This can be clearly traced because now Elon Musk is being accused by the US House of Representatives every now and then. It became clear to the authorities that the creator of SpaceX has too much influence on world events, and it seems that Elon Musk himself understands this because he allows himself so much. And in general, when you have a company that launches spacecraft and creates advanced unmanned vehicles, Why not create your own combat fighter that resembles a UFO? The name of this vehicle is classified, so if you don't mind we'll call it X-1 for convenience. What's so remarkable about the X-1 that it scared the US government? First it's the only aircraft that uses a compact space shuttle engine. Previously it was only installed on the Hawk hypersonic missile which was developed by SpaceX. This missile is capable of accelerating to an unprecedented speed of more than 4,600 miles per hour, which allows it to bypass absolutely all modern missile defense systems. It was this engine that moved to the brand new X-1, and it also received an important improvement in design with which fuel consumption was reduced by 30%. While the F-35 will only be halfway there, the X-1 will reach its target at an incredible speed, destroy it, and return to base without refueling. We were really building a fighter for the 21st century that could take on uh, all of the advanced threats. By the way, it'll destroy targets with a very unusual weapon. A microwave system is an installation that emits electromagnetic vibrations in the millimeter wave range. These waves, directed at an object, affect it like a laser in a much wider range. Microwave radiation at full power can literally melt an enemy aircraft But most often this system is used to turn off all electronics and turn a fighter jet into a pile of flying scrap metal.
1: The mission of the airplane was to be half of what the Air Force called the high-low mix.
3: There's another application for this system. If the radiation is attenuated and directed at a person, 83% of the energy is absorbed by the top layer of the skin, which causes a sensation of immersion in molten metal. This impact is unbearable, and any person will want to immediately flee the place of exposure, leaving, for example, his or her tank, which can be taken back later. It would be a great addition to the U.S. military, but as we can see, the Pentagon and Elon Musk are on opposite sides of the issue so far. In a long interview with Business Insider, Musk commented on the journalist's loud statement, reporter matthias Deptner said thanks to the knowledge products and services he provides elon musk is practically a strategic weapon in modern warfare the billionaire replied i think i can be useful in conflicts most likely he was hinting at the useful abilities of his ufo which by the way has two other remarkable abilities for example how do you like the ability to hide not only from radar but also from the human eye To achieve this effect, SpaceX engineers have developed a unique cladding that combines a stealth coating that reflects radar waves. Of course, Elon Musk could display an image of his logo and launch the world's first UFO ad, but the main task of this skin is to hide the aircraft. A person on the ground will not realize that there's not a simple cloud above him or her, but a deadly weapon, and the radar cannot detect the UFO. Moreover, if we take into account the height to which this aircraft can take off, And yes, we can finally announce the main ability of X-1. Given the fact that it uses an engine that's used on space launchers, it's not surprising that the aircraft can take off at as high as 105,000 feet. Prior to that, the only U.S. aircraft that could fly to that altitude was the SR-71 Blackbird, but it had no attack capabilities, unlike the X-1. At this altitude, no air defense system would be able to shoot it down. The only way to destroy the vehicle is to use a fighter jet that can fly close enough to fire a supersonic missile that can catch up to the X-1. Yes, there are such aircraft in the United States. F-35 Lightning II and F-22 Raptor fifth generation fighters can give a decent fight. Call your doorbell camera company and cancel the subscription. (laughs) This brand-new, subscription-free, mini-Wi-Fi camera provides
0: more security features.
3: These are very good aircraft. If we look at the technical characteristics, both of these aircraft will lose in a fair fight because the speed of the F-35 is only 1,200 miles per hour compared to 7,500 kilometers of the X-1. The Raptor is slightly faster and reaches 1,500 miles per hour, but this is still very low uses
2: far too much gas it's lucky if it can hang around for an hour or an hour and a half at most the maneuverability is laughable
3: but it's not just about the characteristics it's about the weapons and experience of the pilots as already mentioned the only weaponry spotted on the x1 was a microwave system with a range of attack not exceeding six miles at the same time both lightning and raptor carry aim 120 hypersonic missiles which typically reach speeds of about Mach 4. This means that its speed is about four times faster than the speed of sound and is equal to 3,100 miles per hour. Yes, this is not enough to catch up with the X-1, but the fighter cannot fly at full speed for more than half an hour. In addition, the F-35 and F-22 pilots are top-notch aces who can easily outsmart the SpaceX recruits. But now the question of height remains because the Raptor ceiling is only 72,200 feet and Lightning's is even less. A missile that can attack targets at a distance of 111 miles is back in action. The only thing left to do is deal with microwave weapons that can shoot down fighters. Yes, it's a big obstacle, but the F-22 is designed with an emphasis on incredible maneuverability, which means that as soon as the equipment notices the impact of the microwave gun, the pilot will immediately move out of range and be safe. I know firsthand from flying the Raptor against other aircraft and flying other aircraft against the Raptor that it's like clubbing baby seal. As you can see, even the most advanced technological developments of Elon Musk can be circumvented with good tactics and reliable aircraft. Hypersonic aircraft have long been a priority for the U.S. military. With Lockheed Martin being the renowned aircraft manufacturer responsible for producing legends like the F-35 Lightning II and F-117 Nighthawk, among their unique creations is the SR-71 Blackbird, which holds the distinction of being the fastest fighter aircraft ever built. By utilizing a groundbreaking hull design, the SR-71 Blackbird was able to achieve a speed of 2,000 miles per hour which was previously thought to be impossible. However, this breakthrough came at a cost of intense overheating, causing the airframe to endure temperatures of up to 750 degrees Fahrenheit. Undeterred by this obstacle, the developers were determined to achieve even greater performance with their new aircraft. As you know, the recipient of these advancements was the Dark Star. As you know, the recipient of these advancements was the Dark Star. We know what you're thinking. The Dark Star isn't a real airplane. True, but its technologies are real and all we have to do is wait for it to be officially announced. But for now, you can call it the Dark Star. What it might look like it's to describe a vision more than
0: anything else. It's to to put something tangible in people's minds.
3: Thanks to the tireless efforts of engineers, this latest innovation has resolved all the issues faced by its predecessor and boasts an array of impressive technological features, making it the most powerful aircraft currently in existence. Its top speed of Mach 6, equivalent to 4,300 miles per hour, was made possible thanks to the development of a unique engine based on a combined cycle. In simpler terms, it includes an enhanced version of the previous aircraft's engine with the addition of an advanced reactive accelerator. At a speed of 4,300 miles per hour, the fighter can truly cause structural damage to buildings and incapacitate enemy machinery without even using its weaponry. However, developers believe that more could be done, which prompted Northrop Grumman to enhance the aircraft even further by incorporating one of the world's most potent laser systems, the Firestrike II. The primary advantage of this system lies in its adaptability and swift performance owing to its compact size and lightweight design, making it an ideal fit for fighter aircraft. It uses ultra-powerful lasers to generate ultraviolet radiation, which is then converted into infrared radiation. This energy is aimed directly at the hull of an enemy vehicle, which quickly heats up to thousands of degrees. This formidable weapon poses a deadly threat to any type of machinery, as it can cause the explosive payloads inside tanks, artillery, and aircraft to detonate due to the extreme heat, destroying the target from the inside out.
0: The environment's changing, um, and the threat's changing, and therefore um, we are looking at um, laser-directed energy weapons, Um, they're around and about on ships.
3: Utilizing this weapon alongside its extraordinary speed, the Darkstar can effortlessly fly over enemy bases and eliminate key positions with a single accurate shot. It appears to have no equal when it comes to aerial combat. Or does it? Experts believe that the only aircraft capable of rivaling this technological marvel is another sixth-generation fighter developed in the United States under the NGAD program. Boasting speeds of over 1,800 miles per hour and a flight ceiling of 15 miles, it possesses a stealth coating for evading radar detection and features a sophisticated laser weapon countermeasure system. However, its true standout feature lies in its artificial intelligence, which allows the fighter to control a swarm of drones. The first type are reconnaissance drones equipped with highly precise radars that can track any movement within a radius of 46 square miles. The way we
2: use it is by employing it against targets that we cannot normally see visually, whether it is due to weather, smoke, haze, or just some sort of other thing.
3: If all 40 drones are positioned along the perimeter, it would create an impenetrable zone spanning nearly 3,000 miles. This strategic placement allows for detection at the maximum possible distance. Once an aircraft is spotted, the attacking drones are quickly engaged, which use their exceptional accuracy to eliminate any target within seconds. Both the NGAD and the Darkstar are fighting on the same side and will complement each other's capabilities. There's also another noteworthy sixth-generation fighter developed in Europe that'll be added to this team, It's called the Tempest, and it's the result of a collaboration between specialists from various allied countries, including Italy, Sweden, France, and Japan, under the leadership of the United Kingdom.
1: news in this announcement is the cooperation of the British, Italian, and Japanese defense industries on the building of this new combat aircraft.
3: Even the world-famous company Rolls-Royce contributed to the project by providing the Tempest with an immensely powerful engine capable of propelling the fighter to extraordinary speeds of up- Like the Dark Star, which relies on advanced laser technology, the Tempest follows a more conventional approach seen in existing fighters like the F-35 and F-22. Its strengths lie in its raw power, maximum maneuverability, and stealth capabilities. We're looking
0: at everything from within flight systems areas, we're looking at battery technologies and and using a lot less hydraulics in the cockpit.
3: To achieve exceptional stealthiness, engineers from European companies have developed a completely new hull design which not only blocks radar frequencies but also ensures that the aircraft remains entirely hidden from detection. It incorporates an absorbent coating and a special shape that effectively deflects radar waves, rendering the Tempest invisible to radar surveillance. Exploiting this advantage, the Tempest launches devastating hypersonic missiles similar to those found on the F-35 that are equipped with four engines, allowing them to maneuver and evade any anti-aircraft defenses. With a staggering speed of two miles per minute, these missiles can effectively evade interception, even from laser weapons. The aircraft is also poised to receive new long-range weapons in the near future. It's highly likely that these weapons will involve vacuum or nuclear munitions with similar maneuvering capabilities.
0: The future of weapons could look very different to what they look like today. Um, so we're looking at um, options to have flexible payload bays, have different missiles all contained within it.
3: Just imagine the potential of the Dark Star-Engad-Tempest trio when they're all deployed at the same time. The Dark Star zooming at top speeds towards enemy bases, gathering crucial intelligence while obliterating anti-aircraft defenses with its laser beam. Then the Tempest unleashes its arsenal of missiles on key enemy targets, and if anyone attempts to take flight and mount a counterattack, they'll be met by the NGAD and its squadron of drones. It's intriguing to consider whether anyone can truly withstand such a formidable force. The only country that comes close is China. They at least have the J-22, which seems to be a replica of a foreign aircraft. However, recent details have emerged that shed light on its unique capabilities. According to reports, the J-22 carries a specially designed drone on board that emits electromagnetic waves, effectively jamming enemy radar systems. Its operation is relatively straightforward. If the J-22 sensors detect even the slightest radar emissions, the artificial intelligence immediately activates the drone, which generates disruptive frequencies. These patterns act as a protective shield concealing the aircraft from enemy detection. Thus, this innovative system could potentially serve as an alternative to the transparent hull concept of the Tempest, although it's worth noting that the Tempest will also incorporate this technology. As for weaponry, the Chinese aircraft carries over a dozen different projectiles, including very fast two-stage air-to-air missiles that fly at speeds of over 1,800 miles per hour and can reach their target in a matter of seconds. The primary armament is in weapon space underneath the airplane where we carry six medium-range radar-guided missiles. Of course, such missiles would be rendered useless against the speed of the Dark Star, The aircraft's final surprising feature is its ability to control a satellite orbiting the Earth, which can launch dozens of hypersonic ballistic missiles. Nevertheless, each of these missiles can be easily neutralized by the laser drones of NGAD. In the end, China's best fighter appears to be lagging behind its Western counterparts. Plus, it's highly likely that what Beijing is claiming is merely a fabrication to intimidate its adversaries. And on that note, this video's come to an end. Thank you for watching. You can share your thoughts about our content in the comments section and leave a like or dislike. We have plenty more exciting content to come. So we'll see you next time.
0: All right. Well, um, Thumper. Uh, uh, fascinating stuff, Dan.
2: Yeah, it is. And, and the thing is, um, th- th- we are at a point in our nation's history where, uh, in world history for that matter, where we've got these incredibly evil geniuses who happen to have command of an entire banking infrastructure that can can uh, buy or sell virtually any of these technologies, and um, and we have so little so little uh, natural defense against them. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important for people now to stand up and to be counted, because if we if we don't do that, uh, we're going to be in a world of hurt. If we don't do that, we're going to be uh, in a situation where, uh, frankly, uh, we can't battle back against these forces. So we need to do it now while we have the chance. You
0: know, I find it interesting that, uh, you know, Elon Musk seems to have uh, kind of an inside track on so much of this stuff. Um, and... We've, uh, you know, heard about the secret space force. All this, uh, you know, and, and the idea that there's highly, highly advanced technologies out there that have been developed and have been in use uh, clandestinely for years. And for us to move forward, these things have to be brought forward, and and people need to know. Just, you know, did anything good come of all the money they stole from us, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I believe that uh, a lot of these uh, weapon systems and these programs were being funded through all kinds of nefarious uh, activities. Um, And, you know, right now, yes, they're introducing it as weapon systems. But how many times have we seen where, you know, if we can get rid of this this evil in our world, that we can take these technologies and turn them into uh, technologies that will actually uh allow us to have a much cleaner more okay. efficient uh uh technology around us um you know energy is a, is another key one oh, uh, sure. um, uh, we've if we, if we could go to a near uh uh, uh inexhaustible uh, easy and very very inexpensive to produce uh, energy, uh, system, Mm um, uh, you know, we could, uh, uh, clip the, the powers that be in their control over us through the use of energy, you know, energy is represented by money Money. and and all of that. Um, you know, we could be very much headed towards, uh, a much more peaceful planet, you know, because, uh, uh, you know if we don't have these guys out there just waiting for the next war so they can you know uh fund it and make tons of money selling their 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 war bonds and their war uh machines and all that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i know some people say well that's 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 uh, pretty utopian ideas not but really what's, what, what's the matter with having those kinds of ideas i mean do we want to live in a world that's constantly you know trying to figure out how to kill the next guy well I mean, and i don't
2: and, and, and Thumper, this technology has been there for over 100 years. Uh, Nikola yes. Tesla created a constant energy system using our natural electrical forces that uh, are part of our Earth's gravity. It's part of our entire, uh, our entire uh, electrical system that uh, supports human life on Earth. Mm-hmm. And he had figured out how to do that and put together an experiment in uh, just outside of Colorado Springs that proved that that technology was viable and that it worked. Yeah. And uh, when uh, J.P. Morgan, who had funded this uh, effort, found out that uh, Tesla wanted to give it to the world's people rather than uh, use it as a way for him to make a ton of money, off of everybody else, uh, it mysteriously burned to the ground, and Tesla was threatened, his life was threatened, and uh, he was told that if he ever did anything with that again, uh, that he was pretty much a dead man. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It didn't happen. And the CIA, uh, which was the uh, OSS before it became the CIA, actually uh, went into Nikola Tesla's apartment in New York City and after his death and cleaned the place out, it was literally loaded with uh, trunks and, and cases of information and experimentation and drawings and data on all the stuff that uh, Nikola Tesla had done his whole life and it just disappeared. And uh interestingly enough, uh, uh, Donald Trump's uncle John was in charge of the OSS operation mm-hmm. that went into Tesla's apartment and took all that information. And it disappeared. Uh, it, it's never been uh, seen in the public eye again.
0: Mm-hmm. well they uh, they they say that some of it, uh, because of his uh, let's see what where was he from, Yugoslavia?
2: Uh, he was no, he, he yeah, he was um, uh, a, a, Cro, a Croatian.
0: Croatian, okay, mm-hmm. um, and it, it went back to his home country. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, some people are saying, and uh, you know, I, I think that's yeah, they're just pointing in different directions everywhere, but where it actually went, mm-hmm. uh, trying to diffuse the idea that people say, well, get your hands on that, and let's get going, let's 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 create the you know the world of tomorrow today um uh, using that technology with the uh the technologies that we've developed computers and microcircuitry and and, and just all of the things that we can and now accomplish quite handily um uh, we should very easily be able to uh redesign our society and uh you know i'm i'm not giving up my harley though <laughs> yeah all right well i right. still want my harley
2: I'm not going to give up my Dodge Ram either. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, I, You know, it's, it's funny that um, part of the, the cover-up of all of the stuff that happened under Tesla, you know, he's one guy. I mean, we hear all this information about Einstein. But if it weren't for, you know, maybe a couple hundred people who talk openly about Tesla, most people wouldn't even know that name. They wouldn't even know who Nikola Tesla was. He was absolutely the most brilliant physicist that ever existed. And uh, his, his experiments were, um, you know, 100 years uh, in advance. And so things that he was doing back in, you know, 1920 are things that are almost inconceivable today. Well, and that and uh,
0: have you ever heard of the Aero Club of Sonoma? I have. Mm-hmm. okay uh, they purportedly were had some really uh, advanced things and that was going on in the 1800s as well out west here in uh, Sonoma California mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know so I've I've done a few shows on that as well and it's fascinating uh, their drawings just the drawings that were discovered from that um, it, we we have been cheated out of almost a hundred years of some incredible advancements in technologies. Mm -hmm. And we've only been fed a minuscule amount of them. Uh, And I, it's, it's, it's my personal belief. It's my personal opinion that they've only handed this enough that they could use to further their agenda at uh, total control and total domination uh, for their eventual complete domination and control of the planet Earth.
2: Well, guess what? I completely and 100% agree with your thesis. And I um, I say that because so much of this technology that we're uh, just starting to learn about and find out about are things that would have, if, if you want to talk about sustainability and things that are good for the planet and all the other uh thing conversations that we have about uh you know uh uh, cleaning up the environment and that sort of thing these technologies would have done that a hundred years ago
0: oh yeah and
2: you know we wouldn't need to burn um, fossil fuels if we used the technology that tesla had for uh, free energy if we use some of the technology that we know is available uh for hydrogen mm-hmm. propulsion technology it's there it's
0: all yeah. there and and he also had technology for water filtration mhm oh, uh and yeah. ima- imagine you know all this stuff about uh our uh our our, our water systems being uh, uh uh polluted with all kinds of things um yeah, and uh, where is the technology that uh, you know? At least put it out there and say, "Well, okay, this is what this is really what Tesla had, and it either works or it doesn't." Right. All right. But right. I can't imagine that we don't have a way that we could use uh, these advanced technologies to uh, remove the the pesticides and the chemicals and things that have been uh, uh, polluted into our water systems. Um, I still don't know how they're going to clean up the actual soil itself from all the crap that they spray in the skies. I mean, that's, that's yeah. still a problem. Uh, and God knows what other bio things that they've uh, dropped along with those. I noticed that we having, we're starting to see again uh, an outbreak of the, of the wasting of the deer again. I saw an article oh, yeah. on that the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something that was uh, showing up uh, uh, a couple of years ago and being talked about, and I see it up again. Um, and, you know, the uh, um, whether that's a natural occurrence or whether that is a, a, a result of, uh, you know, the stuff that they're trying to mess with us with, mm-hmm. um, uh, is it is it destroying our natural wildlife? Uh, you know, uh, I mean, these people don't care what they destroy as long as they uh, meet a certain agenda, and that is to right. control whatever's left.
2: Right, exactly. And. Uh, You know, people say, well, aren't wouldn't they be afraid of the consequences to them directly? I don't doubt for one second that they have the ability to counteract all this stuff once they've gotten rid of enough of us uh, Uh that they feel that they've got really total control.
0: Uh, McDonald's office uh, official or McDonald's official. uh, He's somebody in the chat here. Uh, he's asking for sauce. I don't have the sauce. I'm just having a conversation here. But, uh, you know, uh, do your own research. <laughs> do your own research. I, I've seen it. I've, I've read it. We've uh, presented it here on the show, but I don't have that uh, information readily available. So, uh, you know, and like we always tell you guys, do your own research. Take what we throw out here. And if you, if you think it's worth uh, getting some sauce on, well, then go find it because it's out there.
2: Yeah, it right? is. Yeah. All this information is out there.